We are Wrestling Elitist. I am your host, Alex Gibson, alongside Alex Shelley's favorite neighbor, Chris Scott Moore. <laughs> How you doing? Doing good. Have you done anything to uh, to acknowledge him yet? Hit, hit him with a too sweet or uh, anything to let him know that you're uh, a wrestling podcaster when you see him on his walks? No, it's a little inside baseball. So yeah, he does. I think live on the same street as us as as, as me, but I've never yet uh, sent anything just because it's always been clearly like a um, a look of like, hey, now's not the time. If you are a fan, like they're kind of <laughs> testing you out. Um, yeah. And, He's with his fiance or girlfriend or wife or whatever the hell. I don't know. I want to disrupt him. So no, I same thing. Like if anything, like it would just be. I feel like a, in passing, like hey, big fan, and just don't even stop to let him respond. Just keep going. Yeah. But you said you saw him in like performance center gear before, right? Oh, it's this. It's definitely him. Like there's, it it's is. unmistakably yeah. him. And like I have seen him walk across my front yard a thousand times. So it's like, oh, it's. But it's also like. I don't, you don't want to disturb yeah, someone, especially like when wrestlers like, get treated like circus animals enough. Like there's yeah. just a little bit of like, eh, you just want to give everyone respect. Like I was chatty and saying hi to everyone at WrestleCon or whatever the hell. Like I had no problem being like, hey, Eric Bischoff, what's up, man? And then like, hey, guys, or DDP or, you know, Tommy Dreamer. But like if it's my actual neighbor, which I think yeah. he is, like I, don't know, I just feel weird. No, honestly, my like best case scenario with a wrestler, even when we are in when we when Sean and I ran into a bunch of them at the airport the one time is I want them to know that I know who they are, but I don't like approach them. Like I want them to see me like maybe like a pin. I cause that, when I ran into them that time, I had a war machine uh, pin on my backpack and I was like, I just want them to see that. Like, so they How know random. I'm into this a war machine. Oh, my God. OK, yeah. Yeah, I think I got it out of a pro, pro wrestling crate or whatever those, uh, you know, back oh, before yeah. pro wrestling tees blocked Sean and I on Instagram. Uh, speaking of Sean, <laughs> he is not with us today. I think he is, uh, I assume, still digging that fence. Um, not really entirely sure what he's up to, <laughs> yeah. uh, but he will be back with us next week to talk all in, uh, which we'll talk obviously today as well as we're less than a week away. Um, and next week as well, I'm going to tease it now. There is going to be a major announcement coming from the wrestling elitists. Um, yeah. Does it have anything to do with uh, Dave Portnoy buying back Barstool for a dollar? Who's to say? We'll Ooh. find out next week. Uh, but we do have a link tree in the meantime, linktree.com slash wrestling elitist, where you can find a link to our website, all of our socials, as well as our merch. I'm wearing uh, my tie-dye merch today. I kind of wish mm. it was going to be a little bit cold on Sunday so I could wear this when we go out and have some drinks before all in. But unfortunately, it is, uh, it's a little too warm. So uh, if you're yeah. gearing up for the cold, make sure you buy uh, one of our sweatshirts, please. Check out our website for all of our latest match reviews and articles. Um, thank God G1 season's over. That's I, I wasn't even the one that was giving you that, but I felt bad for you and Sean having to try to keep up with nightly shows for all of that. But we tried to keep up we with as much as like, we could. We, we gave <laughs> yeah. up. It just was like we didn't have time. And um, it was doing good numbers, too. But it was like it just we both just had life going on and just couldn't get to it. So but it was fucking there's a lot of stuff with G1. It's so busy. It's the most hectic time of the year. And it's like in the middle of summer when you've always got shit going on. Um, yeah. As you may have noticed over the last few weeks, we've changed our format up a little bit. Um, no longer really hitting segments as much as we're just hitting uh, topics, things that we have thoughts, uh, different different stuff like that. So we'll just jump right into it. 
Um, the first thing that I had, which I, I had sent out in in our pre-show notes, was why does Collision feel like such a bigger show than Dynamite? Is it is it just my own bias because I'm more of a Collision fan? I like that style, everything like that. Or do you feel like there is like a bigger aura around that show and the way it's presented? Uh, so a couple things. Different presentation, but the different presentation is Dynamite is a crash TV show. Um, it's an Attitude Era throwback, but it's still mixed with modern wrestling as well. So it's like a combination of NXT, PWG, and Vince Russo, WWF in 1980 or 1998. Um, and because Collision is new and it's an old school show, it doesn't feel like it's like there's a template for it yet. I mean, it's really only, yeah. what, 10 episodes in? And so not even. And so I think that's why it feels different. And the matches feel like a bigger deal because one, the the match quality has been fantastic in the main event or their featured matchups like the mm-hmm. FTR matches have been excellent. And then the main event always gets probably double to triple the amount of time that your typical dynamite main event has been getting. Um, and I think because there's maybe a smaller vet or a smaller roster, it feels like there's not those just bipolar tonal shifts that dynamite has where like in dynamite, there'll be a segment where Eddie Kingston gets turned on and beat down. And then they do a backstage segment where Dan Housen and Chuck Taylor are playing tiddlywinks. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not bad, but it's just like, Holy shit. Just go to a commercial. Like, like doesn't mean you can't have fun with Dan Housen or like the segment where, uh Statlander was squatting Renee. Like that was that was great and cute and fun and da da da. But like mm. god damn, you don't want to do it right after someone gets stabbed in the head with a screwdriver. It's just a weird, like, what the fuck? So. Yeah, yeah. It feels like nobody's really looking at the segments and figuring out when things should fall in place at times there. Yeah, a little bit. Or they're they're just trying to cram in so much shit, you know, and yeah. I don't know. That's my take on it. Yeah, I just think that I think you're right. The tone is a big part of it. Like, I just don't the the goofiness of dynamite just isn't really for me. And I forever grateful for, um, you know, what the Bucks and the elite in general created with, you know, giving AEW a viable op, making that a viable option, right? Like, not only with creating the original all in, but then, you know, Tony Khan probably doesn't do this if he doesn't have all of those guys signed on to do this with him to at least start it off and, and make stars from there. But, oh, do you have wait, some? Wait, so are you saying you want to give them their flowers? Oh, fuck you. I'm going <laughs> to bleep that out. I, I was, uh, I'm going to bleep out giving the flowers. I was telling uh, the boys over, our, over the weekend in our group chat that that is like my least favorite cliche. Yeah. <sighs> Awful. It's just because it's become such like everybody says, I'm so glad they're getting their flowers. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I'm, I'm grateful <laughs> for them, you know, doing all of that. But ultimately, to me, they're a more fun, like special act to go see on the indies than leading a TV show. And I think that the guys that lead Collision right now are who I want to see leading a major pro wrestling television show when that's punk. That's Jay White. It's honestly the gun club, you know, all, you know, all of the bullet club gold, um, Samoa Joe even. And, uh, it kind of leads me into, I, I love the way that they've been starting the shows, like the way that they started collision this week with, 
Joe and then, you know, being surprised by a masked punk and him just kicking his ass and then saying, I accept bitch. I, I loved that. It just feels, it feels more like a wrestling show rather than a bunch of friends who are, you know, putting on an indie show, which is what dynamite has started to feel like for me. I don't want to be one of those people who's like, you know, getting uh tribalistic about and own the, the two shows yeah, between the same the company. But it's, it's so weird because I remember when, when SmackDown used to feel different than raw back in the day, um, specifically like back when it was like, when, I mean, I'm thinking early, like two thousands and stuff like that, there was truly a difference to me in watching SmackDown versus raw. Uh, and then it kind of became the same show. And then it literally was just the same show, just continuation of storylines. Cause there was no brand splits or anything like that. They went to live SmackDown where it felt different for four weeks. And then Vince got tired of it. And I hope that collision and dynamite stay this different because to be honest, I'm okay with missing dynamite on Wednesdays now. Uh, as long as I get to catch collision, like collision is what I want to see right now. Yeah. And, um, I wish collision had more time to build up its audience and following and just become that appointment TV because they're going to get in a lot of, um, slaughtered. Yeah. And like, it's, it's just the reality of it. Like God, last weekend you had on Saturday, you had an amazing UFC uh prelims like every fight on that was fantastic and if you're a fan of combat sports like i know there's it's just weird to say like oh if you're a casual fan like but that would be a thing if you're a casual fan you're gonna watch those ufc fights that they were incredible um Mm -hmm. and so i don't know it's just the and then college football is gonna slaughter them and then nfl when they have saturday's games as well so hopefully it does well on dbr and i hope hopefully the rating um fall is something they're prepared for they being Tony Khan and they being uh, TNT so that they don't turn it into rampage where it's not even a focus at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the punk versus Joe thing. I, I just had the thought after he accepted last on, on Saturday. Um, do you think they screwed up by having running punk versus Joe? If you, you know, what was that back in June or July for the Owen Hart? Because, because they hadn't seen each other in what, 15 years in terms of in the ring. Um, and now you're doing all in where I feel like, I feel like all in's kind of missing that true classic dream matchup. I'm obviously everybody wants to see FTR versus bucks three, which we'll talk about uh, the circumstances around that shortly. <laughs> but I, I feel like Punk versus Joe could have felt like that if they didn't have a match for the Owen just a month or two ago. What are your thoughts? Uh, it's weird because on on one end, you want them to have storylines. And that's something that sometimes AEW does a bad job of or they expect you to remember, oh, yeah, someone jumped someone five weeks ago. Therefore, there's a match. Um, uh, so on one hand, yeah, like I wish they maybe wouldn't have touched. But then part of me wonders if they were going in another direction initially and because of injuries, because of last minute plans changing because of new Japan availability or whatever, that's when they went with this route. Um, I think it would have been maybe a little bit more special if they didn't touch, but perhaps in this, I don't know, maybe in a way though, that helped them get acquainted, just, you know, reacquainted with each other and um, do more. And I think 
with regards to okay first before we go to all in though one thing i wanted to talk about with joe and punk um did you think it was a missed opportunity for him to not have a be like when fdr had like the the weird frog things when they beat up uh when they won the triple a titles remember those it was yeah. like Los Hombre. Yeah. Like I thought it would be either like something like that or it was um, the gold. What was his gimmick? The golden vampire or something like that. Yeah. Or, golden vampire, I believe. I was like, oh, is that going to be like a bullet club gold kind of a hint or something? And that's what made me think that I was like, huh, I wonder if that's what maybe the end game is like he turns heel heel officially and that's who he joins. I don't know. Um, but I was wondering if like, God, is that a missed opportunity to not have it be like a little uh what the hell you call them easter egg for the future yeah yeah which i will say punk is one of those guys that i could see him doing something like that where he's right yeah absolutely um okay the one thing about all in though sorry i wanted to cut in there with this though because you mentioned like having a big match um and the lack of that i think uh yeah it would be great if they had a hogan andre hogan warrior austin rock kind of a thing but at the same point i like that they think that it's that with mjf and adam cole the fan base has been telling them like mjf should be your guy and should be your baby face and so they're listening and they're saying okay this is going to be like mjf said this is the main event and the match and so it's like at least the company is like behind it and every time i see an image for all in promotional wise it's always MJF and Adam Cole. So like, yeah, those two have already wrestled, but that match was fantastic. And it's going to have an extra uh, double layers of drama on top of it. So like, it's going to fucking deliver. um, And then some, and the fact that like, they've done a good job of saying like, this is the biggest thing that we have. And it is the biggest thing they have. So it's like, eh, at the same time, I can't be like too pissy that they didn't run Omega and Osprey as much as I would like to see that. Um, Osprey is a new Japan guy and it doesn't make sense to like have a guy in a different company have the biggest moment for him because he's going to be cheered mm-hmm. like he's fucking British Bulldog in 92 um, have him have his huge moment and it's a different kind of different company like it just it's yeah. kind of like I get it's a great moment for wrestling and that would that would make Tony uh, just a fucking saint and a charitable person for the wrestling industry but i don't think it's a smart business move to just give osprey that when osprey ain't coming to AEW anytime soon like he's gonna be locked into new japan for a long time for sure for sure and, and they i think that uh aw has to kind of pick and choose when they steal people from new japan a little bit too and right. you just took jay white who i think jay white was on the outs anyways like that's almost the best case scenario for you as if is if Osprey tells New Japan, I'm leaving you guys regardless because yeah. I want to go to America and and you know make a name for myself. Then you can go ahead and sign him. He could still have his New Japan stuff, but you also got to be careful to not be poaching from one of your uh, really a business partner at this point with the way yeah. the Forbidden Door has worked out for them. Um, one other thing, going back, and we'll talk at the end. I'll run through the All In card. We'll talk about yeah. it real mm-hmm. quick. Um, but going back to the collision versus dynamite, um, I'll start with this with uh, a tweet from friend of the show, Scott. He tweeted out uh, dynamite felt like a really long joke that never delivered a punchline this past week. And I, I thought that that was spot on. Uh, oh, yeah. And specifically thinking about that Texas death match. Jesus, if we had a cringe of the week, this would have been unanimous. 
Just oh, yeah. give me the rundown of why you hated it. And I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what I thought, too. Oh, okay. Um, uh, corporate sponsorship wrestling is always terrible. Yeah. Um, intentionally or not, it's been it's been presented to us as this is stupid, and we're just taking these marks money, or worse, the company is saying, "Hey, put on this shit show," um, and th- these are what these idiot wrestling fans will like. Either way, it's kind of like a. Ugh. Uh, yeah. The match itself was goofy. I think uh, Double J and Jeff and Jeff Hardy have done like enough damage to their brand where it sort of like it's like, well, OK, you know what? Like, it's not like he had a lot of dignity to a certain extent. Yeah. In some ways. <laughs> so like it's sort of believable that they could have this goofy match. And like, yeah, it was horrible. And it was one of the worst matches AEW's run. Um, But it wasn't the worst match they've ever run. Like, I know there's that sounds like a backhanded compliment or backhanded distinction, but it wasn't like the VV worst. It just was something I'd never want to see. The obvious the, the plus side of it is like Tony gave all that money away to charity. Yeah, I mean, it that's where it starts to feel like WWE, right, is the and I understand, excuse me, every every business exists to make money. So I understand where the desire to do stuff like that comes from. I do appreciate that it was Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy, two guys that nobody really cares about from a serious standpoint versus it being, you know, in WWE, that would have been somebody who everybody likes, at least in one, one of those guys would have been somebody like it would have been, uh, what's Eli Drake's name now? LA Knight, like how he did the, uh, sure. um, he did that With Mountain Brent. Dew one, but like, but Vince would be like, oh, all the fans are cheering this guy. Let's put him in this match. You know? And, yeah it would have done him no good. And so I at least appreciate that it was that, but it was just so bad. I like everything felt forced. Um, I know we, we talked about it on the podcast for a long time that I, I do HR, but I, I've recently shifted over the last couple of months into, uh, advertising sales. And that is, uh, as somebody who does advertising sales, I, I don't <laughs> think that I would ever want to sell <laughs> that match, uh, to, uh, to, to a brand. Um, I, apparently WB was very happy with it. And so was the Texas chainsaw massacre game people. Um, but as a wrestling fan, it just felt sad. I think my biggest thing of it. And, um, and I, I want to get this on the website. I just haven't had time to articulate this, but there's moments where the business passes me by as a fan. And I go like, if this is what it's going to be, I don't know if I want to be a fan of this. Um, a lot of people go nuts on Cornette and there's ample reasons why too. I think there's a, a lot of homophobic responses and things that he'll say about the elite that just goes too far, just kind of takes his credibility away when he just can't let go. But I can appreciate someone going, I loved wrestling for what it once was and I hate what it's turned into. And I think every fan is going to have those moments where you're just like, if this is what people like, count me out. I felt that mm-hmm. way about like the Brock Lesnar um, spam finishers, where it's just nothing but finishers and it's um, two Plex minutes City. long. Yeah. And it's like, uh, that's just so stupid or the lack of selling sometimes in wrestling. Like when I, when you first become reacquainted with wrestling again and just seeing that style and perhaps like new Japan, you're like, Oh, it's so weird how they just do that. And my, my, my new thing is I'm afraid of these sponsorship matches being so wackety schmackety goofy boo that it's going to just be so off putting. 
that yeah. being said, the fucking moment with Jeff Jarrett and his uh, Leatherface belt was pretty funny, though. I have to admit, it was pretty great. <laughs> I, I did enjoy the belt. Uh, it's also funny to, I think about uh, pre pre going to a GCW show version of me versus you know now seasoned GCW veteran after being to two shows. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah, um, yeah, hardcore maniac. Uh, it's funny to watch them call like that a death match after like what I've seen people do for like probably seventy five dollars. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, the crazy shit that they do. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll move into uh, a couple of other things before we jump into all in. Um, I guess this is kind of all in related in terms of Edge. So Edge had what is believed to be his last contracted match on Friday night against Sheamus. Um, he has a his contract supposedly runs through September. Yeah, but he but he doesn't have any more obligations. Um, first question is where do you see kind of his legacy after his return? Do you think that do you think that the return helped him, hurt him, did anything in that regard? But then also uh, the uh, the question on everybody's mind is, will he end up in AEW? I'll, I'll actually spoil it. I'll give you my answer. I don't think so, because he's been open that the reason he went back to WWE is because Tony offered him money to come back and he handed that offer to Vince and Vince matched it. So I, I don't think that a guy who did that will go back, will then go to AEW. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe now he does have that itch, but what are your thoughts on that as well as just kind of where his like did his legacy change with his comeback? Um, I mean, it's like a, it's an entirely different character and, and run. It's like, uh, backlit in the eight seventies and eighties to backlit in his run in the nineties. I know that's a weird false equivalency and just a comparison, but I don't know. They're just a different era of wrestling. It's a different fan base too. Um, I didn't care for this new run, but whatever. He's 50 years old. Like it wasn't going to be that amazing in ring. So I didn't have that expectation that it would be this. He would be the same guy. Um, do I think he's going to AEW? I doubt it. I think it's going to be again, like what you said, just the negotiation thing. Um, in his like goodbye farewell speech where he did give shame, give shame Mrs. flowers, by the way. Um, he mm. did mention that like, this is where I like met my wife and like my kids and he, you know, it just, he was very emotional about it being that this is his family. And so I don't know, that's kind of a low move to be like my family, my family, my family and eh, fuck you money. But he is a, he's a carny too. I mean, he's a wrestler for Christ's sake. Like that's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think the thing is though, he can, he can make that money in WWE. I mean, he could, he could take a legends deal and make more money than you and I will ever see in a year. You know what I mean? So sure. I, I don't see him. I just don't see him doing it. Um, he could be a Vince guy, not a triple H guy though. You never know that. And triple and H also never was like behind a, him. He also could. I mean, if there's one thing that makes me think there's a chance of him going to AEW, it's the run that Christian's on right now as a yeah. heel, because that would be, I mean, imagine if they could have done that as like, Edge Edge does one match in AEW. It's his like full retirement match, and it's him versus Christian at all. It that would have been amazing. Um, obviously, you can't do. I don't think you're running that at all in now. But uh, in in yeah. terms of a future card, that'd be that'd be a great opportunity. But I don't, I don't think that this is. 
I think it, I think what he did, him coming back, allowed him to end on his own terms rather than uh, due to yeah. medical concerns that required his first retirement. Um, I don't think it necessarily helped him or hurt him. I wish he didn't do the Judgment Day for as long as he did. That just went that you know that uh, whole thing went on for way too long with that the um, torture porn that feud. Beth. Yeah, yeah, that stuff yeah, was all, weird. Of like all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, was odd and and. I appreciate him trying to like kind of reinvent himself. Like he had a different theme for a while, all of that stuff. But to me, like I just want to hear him come out to alter bridge, come out, spear some motherfuckers and, and, you know, call it good. Give him a good run. I got to see him face Roman at uh, money in the bank for the title in, ta- in Texas. Oh, okay. uh, since this comeback, that was great. Um, I'm glad that he got to come back. It was great. To, every year he was like one of those guys. That you're like, are we going to hear his theme at the rumble? Especially as people started coming back from injuries that mm-hmm. they typically wouldn't in the past. Um, so it was a good surprise. It just sucks. That part of it was during the pandemic era. Um, yeah, I guess that's the best thing. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. tainted by the pandemic era where like just such a depressing moment. And yeah, know, he had that, uh, cinematic history. match against, uh, uh, Randy Orton, Randy they Orton. called it like the, the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. They were billing it as or whatever. Yeah, the greatest wrestling match uh, ever. Which Jesus Christ, not. <laughs> uh, That's our Vince. Well, speaking of things that are bad and cringe, uh, <laughs> like that match was, uh, we we had some news that came out last week on uh, one one half of FTR on Friday, I believe. He was arrested uh, for an assault charge. At first, everyone thought that it would happen overnight, which in that case felt like, dude, you're the biggest wrestling show of all time or, you know, of your career for sure. And, and, you know, top three of all time uh, is happening in a week and you do this. Turns out it happened in July. Still not great. But um, as details came out, it sounds like the other person from uh, it was a road rage incident. The other person says that he flashed a gun. I don't know how accurate, obviously he, he denies it. That's, and that's, you know, that's an assault, uh, charge at that point. So, it seems shocking to me that they're running FTR versus the bucks in another country when he's got now a charge officially against him, but apparently he doesn't have any travel restrictions. You know, I guess what what were your thoughts when it happened? What are your thoughts now that there's been some clarity? Mm. So initially, without any substance behind it, I was like, well, you got to fire him if it's bad. Like if it's, mm-hmm. you know, like we joked about it in the thread, but if it's if it's him getting all, you know, tanked up at the bar and pistol whipping someone with a gun, then, yeah, like you're fired. Um, I, I this like, yeah, it's it doesn't sound as bad because there's plausibility that maybe he didn't do it. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's like the burdens on the state to show proof via cameras. And, you know, it's maybe on the expressway, they do have video camera of that where they can show it or not show it and prove his innocence. But I mean, if that's something he did, he's going to go to jail. I mean, like that's the, you don't fucking threaten someone with a gun. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a legal beagle, but I would say like, you're going to go to jail. <laughs> like, it's not like, you know, I know he doesn't have any prior record or anything like that, but uh, he could be in some deep, 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 deep shit. So it's just, it's yeah. unfortunate. I mean, I, but I, again, like if, 
if that's something that he come to admitted to, I would fire him. Like, I, are you kidding? Like, I don't care if it's one bad day. Like, you don't do that. That's uh, certainly you, you, not yeah. needed. Well, I mean, I think the 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 rule really there is you don't pull it out or you don't do anything with it unless you're you have to use it for self defense and yeah, uh, road rage, road rage incidents. Um, you know it's never worth it. And this is why exactly right now, I mean, as the other party or him, really, you don't ever know who has what, especially as you are. I mean, I, I does he live in Florida. I know he's from North Carolina originally. Um, no I believe he's in, I believe he's in Florida now. Um, you know what I mean? Like if you're in a place where, you know, a lot of people probably have a gun, especially it's, it's silly to get in a road rage incident. It's, and then especially to, if you point a gun at them, then they have one too. Then all of a sudden they do have self-defense. Right. So, um, obviously oh, not a lawyer stand here. Your ground. You're right. Yeah. Florida. Yeah. So, you know, not a lawyer, I, here, but I just, I, I am a, a big, uh, advocate of just, you know, when you, when you care, when you have that stuff with you all the time, then your likelihood of an incident goes way, way up. So hopefully it's a misunderstanding. Um, I, I do know some people personally that have, um, had a similar incident um, and you know, the state takes it seriously as they should. So uh, we'll, we'll and see. You never know. But- like he really could be someone who like, they got pissed that he cut them off or they believe he cut them off and someone just goes, fuck you. I'm going to make an accusation. Um, but yeah. if it's in Orlando, you'd think there'd be cameras everywhere with Disney right there. I mean, it's just me being yeah. kooky and suspicious there, but like, the fucking time I turned left on a right when, you know, I wasn't allowed to, they videotaped the shit out of me in Chicago. <laughs> so like, yeah. I got, I got that they ticket mailed, and I got, mailed video. You a ticket. Oh, I got, Oh, I got that proof. It was like un- indisputable. So, um, I hope that like, you know, for his case, that proves that he didn't do that. But dude, if you did that, you're fucking fired. Like that's, I, even if it gets brought down to lesser charge, I think just like, I don't know. You'd have to, boy, it's just a PR nightmare. I don't think you give the company any choice. Um, even if you said yeah. like, Hey, I'm going to give away all my guns and I'm going to go to, um, like, a the anger management course, like you'd still threaten to shoot someone. Like, yeah, no yeah, nice it'll, way to, like, just like even yeah. he, he he puts on great matches, but like we got to live in the fucking real world. Yeah, it's uh, and like all the, it it's it's a bad timing, especially when um, like, it feels like they would be soon feuding with the Gun Club or you know what I mean like it like it's like it's oh God. like now it's like the whole like Bullet Club thing just feels weird, but that whole thing know, I, the, I was yeah. so pissed just to to see all the lame jokes. And oh, like, God, I least... stayed off Twitter. I saw your text or your text. Good God. It was horrible. Like, it's like, do you really think you're the only one that made that dippy derp joke? Like, fuck you. Oh, yeah. Um, People are it just so stupid. <laughs> I was complaining uh, yesterday uh, to one of the first ladies uh, about the um, like, I hate when like a meme page pops up on my Facebook and it's always like, somebody who just thinks that they're saying the funniest thing uh, about an NFL player or something like that. Uh, Wrestling ones always pop up for me too. And I'm just like, I, who is enjoying, like who enjoys these like cheesy ass jokes that everybody's making? Like, you know, 
something like I like something will pop up about Adrian Peterson beating his kid. And I was like, you know, that's great fucking joke like that. Everybody was, has been making since 2007 when it happened. Yeah. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. I hate I hate all of that. Like the the uh, the, the Twitter comedians are the fucking worst. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, Florida prisons, the Florida women's prison just gained a new, uh, you know, one last bed available. Uh, it sounds like Sunny will be going to jail. Is it 25 years to life? Did she get or at least 25 years? No, I, I think it just at least 25 years. Just yeah. 25 years um, for yeah. her. Uh, I don't want to kind of want to get us sued. What was it? DUI, DWI? I don't know. Operating intoxicated. Um, DUI whatever. manslaughter. Yeah. 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 So she, um, you know, took the life of somebody. It's a uh, serious offense and something that she's done. I mean, she's, I think she's got multiple forms of a uh, litany driving. of DUIs. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it's sad, but it's like, hey, you got to, like, that's, you gave them no other option. Yeah, it's crazy because there's and and I know that there's a problem there, right? Obviously she has a, an addiction. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like I've seen I've I've grown up and seen people have something and that helps keep me in check. Like I've seen kids from college or, you know, their family members who have something happen. And I'm like, "Okay, I need to make sure that I'm watching myself. I can't be doing that type of stuff." Like it's that's a, that's all the reality check I need and then you have people who you know she's already been arrested for it multiple times. Um, yeah. and it, and it, that the thing that took her to stop is, uh, her going to jail and it's not, that's still not by choice. That's because the state is, is demanding you go to jail. So yeah. hopefully she can get the help she needs. Um, yeah. and you know, if she does get a chance to even get out, I mean, she's an older lady with, uh, with alcohol problems. I don't know how much, um, you know, 25 years, is a lot of time. So, uh, hopefully if she does get out, she's able to stay clean and, um, I don't know, yeah. I guess atone or make amends. Um, well, that's a depressing way to lead into the biggest show in AEW's history, but we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going all in. We're talking the match card. Um, I'll just run down a little bit of it and well, I, I say a little bit of it. I'll run down the entire thing. Um, and then we will just talk about, you know, thoughts, um, who we think will win. Um, unfortunately, uh, Sean is not here, so we'll just assume that he would have picked the loser of every match or, or next week. Absolutely. We're reviewing, yeah. When we're reviewing, um, we will make sure that we, um, give him a nice offer. Um, so we'll start with the, um, what do they call it? The buy-in zero hour. Uh, we've got the ROH world tag team championship on the line. It's Aussie open versus. uh, the two guys that'll be in the main event, MJF and Adam Cole. What are your thoughts there? Uh, and is this is this the best uh, buy-in match that we've had uh, in AEW history? Well, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was totally unnecessary at first. I was like, why the fuck are they doing this? Like, there's so many people that are in AEW Witness Protection Program where I don't know what they're doing and why and whatever. But you know what? They told a good story. Um, I, I it just continue to up the ante of, are they going to stay friends? Are they going to turn on each other? What to expect? I don't know. I think it'll be fun. Um, I can't believe. Okay. And then going back to tonal shifts, MJF is able to like 
do the whole kangaroo kick thing and make that look serious as he's also talking about like all the self accusations he's done and all the mm-hmm. doubt and all the things that he's done to build his legacy and just get his character and the match over. Um, it, it's incredible how he can do all that shit. Like he is truly one of the most talented wrestlers ever. Uh, so it'll be fun to see what they do with that move. Uh, Cause that's going to be like a gigantic pop is like the kangaroo kick. <laughs> just so fucking stupid, but like hey, good on them that like they could get a huge, like high spot, like as if it's the fucking worm or something or the people's yeah. elbow. Yeah. I, uh, I, similar when I saw the match, I didn't, cause I think that this was like something where like they talked about on dynamite or something. And then I didn't catch it until uh, I saw uh, Sean had shared it on Instagram. Uh, we'll share the screenshot from Instagram to us. I was like confused at first, but I, it makes me even more curious on how they're going to go about the main event. Like it, yeah. it added more intrigue for me. Um, Aussie open is incredible. Uh, so I'm excited to see them get a chance to shine against who AEW is telling everybody is their two biggest stars in the company right now. Um, and it's, it's going to be very interesting, especially, um, you know, just the intrigue that, that comes with, with the later in the show. So very excited about that. Um, also this is not anything to do with this, but God, does it feel good to have a wrestling show starting in the middle of the day on a Sunday? Fuck yes. I was going to bring that up too. I was like, how great is it that um, they're doing this? Because like, that's how it should be. Like every wrestling show is in an arena for the most part. So it's not like it's going to be like, oh, it's going to seem less dramatic if there's sunlight out. Like who gives a shit? Every major sports game is during the day. Who cares? No, give me this. I fucking love it. You know, I complained about the fact that we that they give all out every year to Chicago uh, and for and then they were also giving them revolution, all these things. If you wanted to do all out slash all in, get rid of one of them. And every year you did it in England. So we got uh, a Labor Day weekend or I guess it's the oh, leading up to it. But Labor, well, whatever, or if yeah. it was Labor Day weekend. Yeah, we got a just a Sunday at noon show. Ugh. That would be Tony. If you're still a listener out there, please consider. <laughs> if you're still uh, wrestling, latest Tony. But <laughs> yeah. think of too, like not to get up to get it further off topic, but like think of how much money WWE would have made back in the day when it was entirely geared towards children. Um, yeah, like just doing pay per views on a Sunday, like just that is as your model would have made just it was it would have been such a smarter financial move. I, I just I so for that. I am too, and I I got bummed when. AEW started to shift away from the uh, Saturday pay-per-views. Yeah. Um, but even, but I like this more than a Saturday pay-per-view because even on a Saturday, they're still running until midnight, which I don't, Yeah, I'm not that kind of, I, I, I can't, old, man. I'm 31 years old. I can't drive all the way back from Plymouth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 1230 on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to sleep in your hammock in the garage. Your house. Yeah. I get nervous <laughs> driving on telegraph. uh next match we have uh is the golden elite so that would be uh kota abushi kenny omega and hangman adam page facing kanosuke Takeshita, jay white and juice robinson Uh, i don't know if it's fair to call this a potential show stealer when you've got such great stars in it but goddamn if i if i don't think that this match will over deliver 
Uh, and hopefully we'll get to see a better version of Ibushi than we saw at say, Blood and Guts. Yeah. Um, oh, he's on this planet. Sorry, I I don't know if you declared. Um, I believe Aussie Open will win the opener. I didn't declare that, but I also support uh, that prediction. Okay, awesome. Uh, so who do you think will win the uh, the trios match here? And any other thoughts to add? I'm guessing Golden Elite will win. I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing they yeah. win, but like, I think just what you said, it should be a, this makes no sense, uh, but it'll be fun. Like who cares? Yeah, be absolutely. <laughs> I, like yeah, I, I, anytime we can see Jay White and Kenny Omega together, I'll be happy. Yeah. So um, I, I, this is another one of those matches though, where like, like, man, they're all these guys deserve a singles match at mm-hmm. a show this big. But uh, I mean, <laughs> other than maybe Abushi and, Juice Robinson, but still, yeah. the other guys all. It's a I weird choice. Having, like I, I, yeah. I could understand. Like I get again why they didn't do Osprey and Omega, but I, I don't understand why you wouldn't do did Takeshita and Osprey versus Golden Lovers. Did you see there was a rumor going around that apparently before the injury it was going to be potentially Omega, Omega and Danielson. Danielson, yeah. yeah. So that also changes things, but. Uh, so I think we're, are we on the same page there than a uh, Golden Elite win there? Sure. Yeah. All right. Next, we have a stadium stampede. Uh, Blackpool okay. Combat Club with uh, three mystery partners uh, facing off against best friends, Orange Cassidy, Eddie Kingston, and the Lucha Brothers. Uh, I just hope one day in my life I love something as much as Eddie Kingston hates Claudio Castagnoli. Damn right. Uh, that is just a <laughs> that man is filled with a passion um, <laughs> toward, towards ending Claudio. Uh, who do you think is winning, and who do you think uh, are those potential mystery partners? I, I who fucking knows? I mean, I think I wouldn't say they're scrambling, but yeah, Terry. Oh my God, could you imagine? Jesus Christ. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Nigel McGinnis just based on the fact that like, you know, he's hitting the weight set again, apparently. And uh, he did like trademark his like wrestling name again. And I don't know, maybe that's something they do, but that doesn't make sense in the sense that like he's going to be treated like a face and they're supposed to be heels, but it is the Blackpool Combat Club. So like, I don't know. Who knows? I, I have no idea. Um, I'm guessing I, it's yeah. going to be New Japan guys. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if it was Zack Sabre Jr. and um, Shane Haste and the other guy. Yeah. Yeah, like, TM61. Or no, they're not TM61 anymore. They're at the, the Mighty Don't Heal. That was their old, yeah. uh, that was their old government name. Um, I, I would say, for me, I think Nigel McGuinness feels potential because i think it's a good way to kind of hide him like ironically as much as this, course, show, yeah. this match is gonna be a shit show he doesn't have to wrestle quite like he would no uh, in any other so i think that th- that's a good chance i've seen a lot of people predicting um the return of santana and ortiz as a as a group um and they had fought with the blackpool combat club uh back when Oh, yeah. Uh, back at the first blood and guts when Santana got hurt, but he is supposedly healthy again and looking to return. Um, but I also know that there was a lot of rumors that those two weren't even on speaking terms when that happened. Like they were about to genuinely, like they were going to get split up because they weren't getting along. Um, and 
sentence before. So I don't know how accurate that is. I, I like the idea of some new Japan guys. I thought that this might be a good place to place uh, Suzuki. So then you can get the Kaze Ninare and Wembley stadium. He just gets used enough though. Doesn't he? Uh, he does, but I just, I also just feel like, like they, they might do it for the, like, the you like moment, the song. You know what I mean? Of, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Um, I mean, I thought House of Black were going to be the three at first. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, just put them. The, who knows? I don't know. It'll be an interesting shit show because they won't be able to do like some of the films, the cinematics that they did in the first one. Urban Meyer also will not be making the trip. Uh, Maybe Ted Lasso this time. Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucking great, though, if Urban did it. He just swallowed his pride. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll be back. He's just always in the stadium stampede. Uh, awesome. I guess so, we'll go with uh, Eddie Kingston, though. Let's just do that. Eddie Kingston and Lucha Bros. Yeah, that winning. winning um, sure. Uh, just to be different, I'll go Blackpool Combat Club because I could have gone either way on it. And you always go with the, uh, the the replacements is the rule, right? I know these aren't really replacements. That's true. Mystery partners. So I'll go with that. Um, next match, we have Darby Allen and Sting against uh, Shane St- or Swerve Strickland. Sorry. And a uh, friend of the show, friend of the show, AR Fox. He's a friend of the show because I once parked next to his car at a wrestling show. So that is a, <laughs> uh, a coffin match. Um, I First of all, it's really cool because we used to see Darby Swerve and AR at those Livonia shows all the time. Yeah. And now to see them in a match with Sting at once again, top three wrestling event in history is uh, is wild. I think this match will be very good. I'm very happy for all the guys involved here. Um, Impossible, though, for me to go against Sting winning here. What about you? Same. Going to go with Sting and Darby. Darby's got great momentum. Uh, he's doing awesome shit right now, but I do love the heel work that Swerve is doing. I mean, he is at the top of his game. He looks so great right now, but uh, I think it's going to be Air Fox eating that sweet, sweet loss. Yep, and, and enjoyed uh, enjoyed the video that went out on social this week of Sting and Darby showing up to uh, Air Fox's wrestling school in Atlanta and jumping. It's in. so that was cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. I love that stuff. That's that. Oh, I that's love fun. that shit too. That's what makes AEW special. Little things like that. Absolutely. Um, you know what else makes it special is uh, Chris Jericho, and we have the next match as yeah. Chris Jericho versus Will Osprey. Um, <sighs> I would have rather see Osprey <laughs> go against somebody else, uh, but. You're not going to have this show without Chris Jericho. I understand that. God forbid. Um, and and Osprey should win. Yeah, he should win yep. against whoever he faces because he's uh, pretty much the ace home of crowd. Japan right now. So yeah. home crowd, all of that stuff. So uh, I'll go ahead and say Osprey is winning that. Um, do you have any additional thoughts? Do you think Chris Jericho is going to win? Uh, no, I think Osprey is going to win. Great this. radio comes from dissension. So if you feel like you need to argue with me that. Jericho's going to win. Yeah, yeah, I could be a cheese dick and be like, well, really, I think, but no, I think that's Osprey's moment. Um, A lot of criticism and hate on Jericho getting the spot. So hopefully that lights a fire underneath him. And I think the match will be very good because 
you get the sense that uh, they're aware that they're that fans are not loving this. I think like Jericho even did his usual like go fuck your own ass kind of thing when someone tweeted yeah. at him about it. So maybe it does light a spark underneath him. Like it's not going to be a bad match by any means, but it's not the one that I think everyone was clamoring for. But it could be a potential show stealer for sure. Absolutely. Uh, next, we have the AEW World Tag Team Championships on the line. FTR, if they're allowed in the country, against they the are. Young Bucks. <laughs> Who do you got? Um, I'll let you. I'll let you answer this first because that's because I don't know. I was. I mean, I thought FTR was going to win at some point during this, but I was pretty much like, Nah, Young Bucks are going to win this. I think just. Eh. and then just the legal situation like how could they not um maybe they do a swerve on that and let him win or let them win but um at least you know this match is gonna be man oh man like if there was a match that you would say would be six stars or seven stars potentially it'd be probably be this one good god because yeah. motherfucker's gonna be he's gonna be cash is gonna be like not to make other dumb jokes that people have been doing already but like it's gonna be kind of like kobe in 2004 He's just like playing for his fucking freedom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, I, I think last week's show, I said that I was thinking maybe CM Punk fucks up the match and that's how uh, maybe you get an all in thing where it becomes a CMFTR versus some sort of, you know, some form of the elite hung bucks. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I just, I, it's hard to see FTR winning after what happened this week i'm i know that it happened a month ago and i'm sure that tony has the full you know the full version of uh what happened in cash's eyes oh i Um, love this whole thing of like like you know dirt sheets are saying like oh yeah it's like it's a big surprise to the company like of course they fucking knew yeah he's not an idiot like they're not gonna (laughs) say that like they're gonna be like oh we didn't you know shut the fuck up yeah, we were waiting on the this. company to say we went ahead and yeah, well, and like it, <laughs> I think even Fightful, Fightful came out and said like we didn't report anything about because people were citing them. They said that yeah. top talent was surprised by it. They're like we never reported that management. Did. They're like management right. has not responded, which is probably the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, so I I've got to go Young Bucks here. Um, kind of hoping I'm wrong though. Me too. I mean, I, I, I want him to be, uh, well, the first thing I really want is for him to have not have done that. Uh, <laughs> that's my big thing. Like that comes first. Like I, I, I really hope you did not do that. Um, and then on top of that, I really don't want to see them lose. Cause, uh, they've man, FTR has had a great run this year too. Like who would have thought last year was going to be topped, but like this year is going to be almost as impressive as last year's run. I, I would be mm-hmm. shocked if this match wasn't great. And like young bucks aren't my favorite tag team. But if you think about it, my favorite match I've ever watched in AEW is the young bucks versus Kenny and hangman. My second mm-hmm. favorite match of all time is uh young bucks and Lucha bros in the cage match. And my third favorite AEW match of all time was FTR and young bucks too. So it's like for a team that I'm like, eh, they get annoying in their spots. Like my favorite matches in the company's history have all been them solidly ahead of everything else. Like it's their, those three matches are on a different, 
um, layer compared to everything else AEW's ever put on. So it's just the the irony of me being like, well, I don't want them to win. It's like, fucking, you love them too. You <laughs> I don't it. I don't enjoy those guys. Yeah, except for, I don't want uh, them to resign. But it's like, <laughs> motherfucker, you your favorite matches were these two guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, another championship match we've got up next is the AEW Women's Championship. Um, I don't love that it's a fatal four way. I think that nah. they should have gotten a, a singles match out of here, but. Um, you know, they wanted to make sure they got Soraya in there. So we've got uh, Karushita versus Tony Storm versus uh, the hometown girl Soraya and Britt Baker for the women's championship. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to add to this other than um, I do think that this match should be very good. These are not counting Soraya. I just don't feel like I've seen enough from her in her return. But I do know she under she is a good wrestler. Um, these are three of the better uh, workers, uh, you know, I would say probably two of my favorites with Tony and uh, Sheeta. I think Sheeta retains. Uh, I think it'd be very weird if she didn't, uh, just because of how short that of a reign that would be. Um, yeah. Any thoughts that you have? I, uh, who fucking knows with this match? I, I guess Sheeta wins. Um, I like Tony Storm's new character of this old, like the old timey 1930s girl with like the hair and everything. And it's kind of an interesting spin. Um, but uh, the the one thing that's so funny now I've noticed about Soraya is like, she's not doing that. This is my house shit. And yeah. like, she's going to have to do it though at Wembley. Right. Uh, it's like, yeah. Break it out once one more time. I know it's us. like, fuck, I hated that expression, but it's like, now I kind of almost want you to, cause it's, yeah. you know, England, jelly old England. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, last, last match. And then I have one question after this, uh, but we're heading into, you know, we start the show with MJF and Adam Cole as a tag team. We end the show with them uh, fighting for the AEW world championship. Uh, so obviously I'm going to ask you who wins, but my other question is, does one of them turn? Which one of them turns? And who wins? I think they don't turn. Honestly, I think they don't turn. Um, yeah. And MJF wins. That's my guess. Um, and then they run Punk and mjf maybe at all out but at the same time it's you kind of have it both ways of having punk have his fake world title belt or his like real world title belt on collision Mm -hmm. so it's like eh, it's almost like you kind of want it like i get like keeping them separate for a while to build that up and i don't want them to hot shot it in the span of one week and punk just to spring it i don't know I think it's going to be yeah, great, part, but I'm going to guess MJF. Well, yeah. Part of the sell of MJF versus punk is those two on the microphone. I mean, and I yeah. know that we already got that, you know, in their original feud, but it would really suck to just have them go at it one week after this. But, oh man, I, I'm torn because I hope that you're right that neither of them turn because I want babyface scumbag MJF. Uh, but I've also really enjoyed face Adam Cole. We haven't had, 
if you've been an indie wrestling fan or an ROH fan and then NXT fan and now AEW fan, you've never really seen this version of Adam Cole. I, I'm not necessarily ready to go back to shitbag heel Adam Cole. Um, I, I would say that I will legitimately, if, if we were going to a show, if we were going to be at All Out Chicago and uh, Cole had turned on MJF, I would be getting up and booing uh, <laughs> pretty loudly. I that would That would get me to go, so... We'll see. I think I think the idea of Cole turning is more intriguing for MJF's character because it's like the one time he gave somebody his trust and believed in them. You know, they turned. It gives mm-hmm. him more. It gives him more. Uh, his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives him more validity to the way that he views the world as a character. So, yeah, um, I do believe MJF wins, but I believe that this match will be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that I'm not gonna have you looking over and seeing Miami die doze off because it's not gonna be midnight uh yes. when this match happens. I'm gonna be fully awake. I'm gonna be ready for dinner. Yeah, it's only gonna be five o'clock when it ends. Mm. God, that feels good. Isn't that great? This, oh, God, is that what it's like to be on the West Coast? I know. I, I I thought about that too. I was like, I saw that it starts at like ten, like the zero hour starts at what, like ten in the West Coast. I, like, I think that's so awesome. Yeah, God, that's yeah, that's a dream. Um, yeah. My last question for you before we uh, sign off here, we we <laughs> once again we're always like, hey, we're gonna run quick this week, and then it's yeah, this was supposed to be a, a, a 15, 20 minute episode, and here we are. <laughs> but I, I I think a lot of constructive conversation. Um, we we look back at the original all in the the man who kind of started this i mean obviously there's a lot of people involved but started with that bet Meltzer uh versus Cody Rhodes um do you think Cody looking at this do you think he regrets leaving absolutely not. obviously we don't know his reason <laughs> for leaving oh because it's personal we'll never know that's okay whatever it's just one of his dumb yeah. cons that he does. Um, uh, I I'll say this though, you know, he had a funny. He had, I guess he did like an ask me anything. I saw like the regurgitation. I haven't of this looked at it yet. Yeah, yeah. But this was actually kind of spot on. Where he was like, um, like, what are you going to do once the fans in WWE start booing you? And he's like, it was supposed to happen the entire time I've been back, but it hasn't happened yet. And it's like, yeah. You know what? He's kind of right about that because it's a different audience and it, it's a different consumer base. And I think all the smart fans who live and die and breathe and podcast about wrestling have migrated to AEW and they like it's fucking WWE's nerds like, like us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, but it, and it's also, you know, you have a good GM in Triple H as opposed to a shitty GM in Vince where you had like Matt Patricia and, you know, Bob Quinn running the program. You know what I mean? It's kind of like so people can be fan of the sports team again. And so, well, yeah, they, yeah, WWE leans into care, leans into the fans liking them rather than reject, yeah. like, like, oh, you guys like this guy? Well, now he's going to go wrestle Vicky Guerrero in a mud pit. But no, I don't think he I don't think he regrets it. This is me based on um, just some of the stuff from like his own. Uh, the Bucks book. And just when he left, like he was the last person to join AEW. Like he still was like teasing and wanting to go back, not teasing. He wasn't promoting it, but he was like kind of 
the last on board. So, mm-hmm. and the bet was his thing, but he wasn't the draw of all in. No, in my no, opinion. not at all. He was not. It was a collective, or it was Kenny Omega. Like Kenny was, Omega was yeah. on a run, and he was. I think he was. Was he IWGP champion at that point, or no? Or maybe he just dropped it. But he was still like the biggest draw in independent wrestling. And even when AEW started, Kenny was the bigger star. I don't like this revisionist history that Cody was like the biggest star. He wasn't. Cody offered more legitimacy because people knew who he, more people knew other than obviously this, uh, you know, the Mark fans or, you know, smart marks or whatever you want to call them. Um, but like to a regular U S audience or whatever, Cody was a name that people would be like, Oh, my, I know Cody Rhodes. Like even when I had gone away from wrestling for a while, mm-hmm. I came back and I knew who Cody was because I remembered him from Legacy. So like there, he had some legitimacy yeah, like it's, there. It's like I remembered someone from Nexus. It's like just the shitty angles they used to have. Like God damn, Ugh. yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so like there's there's some there was some name value there and and some legitimacy and everything like that. But he wasn't the the guy that people cared that much about seeing at the end of the day, it was, it was Okada. It was, um, at the time, Marty Skrull that, that aged like milk, but, uh, that, yeah. And a then lot the of, guy, the fucking dick guy, who's him, uh, uh Joey, Ryan. Grabs his Joey Ryan, Joey Ryan. Yeah. Not to, not to go on a whole tangent about that, but that's so crazy to like, look back at that entire segment that they did at all in with him. And then what happened to him? Like, come on guys. Like nobody has, Everybody says that the best characters are the ones who turn their, they just like take their personality and turn it up to yeah. 12 or whatever. <laughs> we didn't think that that was, that this guy was a, had, had some issues. I don't want to, or just you never would have observed. Yeah. Like, but like, come on, you never saw anything. Like, ooh, yeah. Come on. I know protecting your own ranks, but like, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a dirty business. But, um, that is, uh, I think that's all we had. Did you have anything else to add? Uh, who did you predict? Punk versus Joe. Oh, I didn't even say that one. Yeah. Sorry. That yeah. wasn't on the, uh, I was on the Sportster and I think they already had their, uh, I think they had already pro- published this before that match. Um, should have looked at the same link I sent you, the one that had Norman, uh, smiling. <laughs> Norman Smiley. Yeah. Made Friend of the show. Him. I was on a plane with him. Um, oh, shit. but yeah, that he was on that NXT plane. Oh, okay. uh, I will say I, it's punk. It's punk. Yes. Very much so. I know there's got to be one that I'm wrong on here because a lot of this seems a little bit too much like chalk uh, other than like that Blackpool Combat Club match. So we'll see. Um, but that'll do it for us this week. Um, as I mentioned, next week we will uh, have a a big announcement. I don't know if we'll start it at the show. If we'll do it in the middle, if we'll do it at the end, um, you know, we'll see what our board of directors says, but, uh, regardless, we're going to be enjoying all out this weekend. Um, and hopefully you will as well. Uh, please make sure you check out our website, wrestlinglatest.com for our latest match reviews and articles, uh, linktree.com slash wrestling If you want some merch from the podcast, um, and then leave us a five-star review, uh, as Chris said last week, make sure you're unfollowing, but then refollowing. Can't do one without the other. So yeah, make sure you uh, you do that a few times for us, and um, tell a friend. Uh, we do have 
the holiday season is coming up soon. So make sure you grab your family's phones and do the same thing with their, um, their apps, their, their podcast apps. Make sure you're unfollowing and following us on there again as well. Uh, but that'll do it for us today. Rick Rude, send us home. Hit the music.